8. Gospel Work When I was teaching on faith and work at a Bible college that was integrated into a secular university, we tried to attract several on-campus Christian students to attend our courses. The leader of the group seemed confused about what we offered versus what he already did with his students. He told me, quote, They already know everything they need to be Christians in the workplace. They know how to share the gospel and how to run a Bible study. What else could they need? He didn't understand that we were teaching science students how to see the Bible through scientific eyes, to look at the links between their studies and their faith and to learn of great scientists in history who were also professing Christians. We were also teaching media students to recognise truth, to understand how the media shapes and is being shaped, and to study how media deals with religious issues. Whatever the field of study was, we were looking at issues of everyday ethics and how the Bible can influence decisions and behaviour in our chosen vocations. However, gospel working is in many ways the default position for evangelicals. It finds its expression in those who are compelled to share their faith with their colleagues, to run Bible studies at lunchtime and hold prayer meetings before work. It also is expressed in those who see the Bible as truth for every situation. Gospel working is Bible-centred and focuses on the proclamation of the good news, either lived or spoken. It emphasises sharing faith, encountering Christ in Scripture, living the Christ-like life, working in a Bible-shaped way, and speaking the truth in love. Like the other ways of working, gospel working should be one discipline we practice, but it should not be seen as the only authentic expression of being a Christian in the workplace. The Biblical Basis for Gospel Working Gospel working is inspired by Jesus' call to be salt and light, Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16, that people might see the distinctiveness and good deeds of Christians and be moved to glorify the God who motivates them. Love is at the core of gospel working, although Christians recognise that loving others may still draw hate. For as Jesus said, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. John chapter 15 verse 19. One example of authentic use of scripture is praying for opportunities, like Philip's encounter with the Ethiopian eunuch described in Acts chapter 8. The eunuch was someone who had questions about scripture and needed it to be explained. Such an encounter requires us to be very familiar with the scriptures and hence to know how to answer questions. Note that many commentators point out that the eunuch may have come across Isaiah chapter 56 verses 3 to 5, which is linked to the servant song he was reading in Isaiah chapter 53. You see, up to that time, eunuchs were condemned and excluded from God's people, as was taught in Deuteronomy chapter 23 verse 1. Yet Isaiah chapter 56 promises a new time is coming when they will be included following the arrival of the Messiah. But it is linked to obedience. In many ways, Philip baptizing the eunuch in Acts chapter 8 
is a fulfillment of this prophecy. In Jesus, this eunuch has found a new sense of belonging and wholeness. I wonder what other passages of Scripture have particular meaning and significance for our colleagues or work situations. The danger is that we might distort the Word of God to benefit ourselves or suit our audience. This is a grave sin, deceptive and shameful. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 2-6, to 6, Paul points out to the Corinthians that while people are blinded to gospel truth, we must be careful to preach Jesus and not ourselves. We need to make sure that we do not manipulate what the Bible says to make ourselves look good or to avoid difficult truth. Both may be temptations in the workplace. Instead, we should serve those we work with in accordance with the truth and wisdom of the Scriptures as part of our obedience to God. Read Ephesians chapter 6, verses 5-9 to for more on that. In contrast to the image of Bible bashers, we are reminded many times to live at peace with others. And this desire for harmony itself will be a witness to others. In relation to our working, this is seen most clearly in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 11 to 12. The behaviours that demonstrate gospel working. There are several simple behaviours by which we can demonstrate this spiritual discipline in the workplace. Firstly, focus on living and working obediently. Look to integrate biblical knowledge with working. Defend the truth. Connect with other Christians forming a prayer group or Bible study in the workplace. And finally, seek opportunity to bear witness to the gospel in word and deed. An example of gospel working. Channing is a nurse who embodies gospel working. She sees that every patient is made in the image of God so treats each with dignity and respect. Believing that spiritual health is as important as physical and emotional health, she always seeks to provide holistic care. This leads to spiritual conversations and even opportunities for prayer. Channing is not perfect. She once told me a beautiful story that started with her failing as a Christian witness. It had been a long and sad day where a patient had not responded well to treatment. Weary and stressed, Channing had noticed that one of the hospital cleaners had not done a good job. She sharply rebuked the cleaner as she left the room. That evening, she became convicted of her words and actions. She rushed early to the hospital the next day to track down the cleaner. At last she found her and apologised for her behaviour. To her horror, Adiva the cleaner burst into tears. Adiva explained that often she had been yelled at, but this was the first time anyone had apologised. Jenny explained that as a Christian she had become convicted and knew that she needed to seek Adiva's forgiveness. That started a wonderful conversation about sin and forgiveness and grace. Channing and Adiva have had several follow-up conversations and Channing continues to be amazed that God uses not just our excellent work but even our failures to make himself known. Approaches to Gospel Working 
In the past, I was involved in a training program called Water Caller Witness. It shared simple tips on how to speak about relevant issues and make a case for faith. In this day when information is so readily available, we have no excuse for not seeking out a reasoned response to people's questions about the existence of God, faith versus science, same-sex marriage, the right of people to choose when they die, and so on. There is a three-point process to articulating our faith, which Paul demonstrated in his response to Greek philosophers in Acts chapter 17, verses 16 to 34. Firstly, listen carefully and demonstrate that you understand what they are saying and its cultural context. Secondly, clearly outline the Christian perspective on the issue. And thirdly, gently challenge your listeners. All this is best done in the context of relationship, where there can be follow-up conversations and where your life models what you say. Our Paul Stevens, Emeritus Professor at Regent College in Vancouver, speaks eloquently about individuals in Scripture who worked faithfully according to biblical maxims in very secular settings. This excerpt is from Reading the Bible in the Global Marketplace. He says, Ministry, in the sense of serving God and God's purposes, took place in the marketplace with Joseph in Egypt, with Esther in the king's palace, with Nehemiah in a foreign palace and then in a building project, with Daniel who witnessed and prayed for the king and kingdom in a pagan environment, conducting himself with integrity, with Jonah so that the sailor's workplace was the place of a great religious revival, and with Paul in Ephesus in the hall of Tyrannus for two years. Paul ministered in the context of his tent-making business, Tent-making was not merely a way of getting bread or gaining access to a restricted situation, but was taken up into his apostolic ministry. Paul's ministry in the marketplace of Ephesus in the rented hall of Tyrannus over a two-year period in this siesta time of day resulted in, quote, all Asia hearing the word of God. The spreading Christian faith in Ephesus threatened the image-making business of Diana worshippers and caused a riot, as we read in Acts chapter 19. Finally, in the little letter of Paul to Philemon, Paul persuades Philemon to take back his runaway employee, who has now become a brother to his patron. So much for the direct references to work in the marketplace. But when Jesus wants to find a way to express truth about life in the kingdom of God, he turns to images from the marketplace. Here's a prayer. Loving God, thank you for the gift of your word that informs not just what we believe, but how we act. Help us to be careful in the way we use the Bible in the workplace to be faithful to it in ways that help us to live at peace without compromising its message. Help us to be like Jesus, who used working situations to teach great truths. Help us to make links between our working and your word. Help us to be conscious of those who have particular need for the wisdom of the scriptures, just as the eunuch did. Help us 
to have opportunity to clarify and explain your word. Grant us courage to take every opportunity to reveal the good news of new life in Jesus, whether through words or organized activities or specific good deeds, but especially in the way we work and what we accomplish with our working. Amen. Taking it further. Firstly, how have you been challenged to apply more of your biblical knowledge to your working and in responding to fellow workers? What do you need to do to make that happen? Secondly, it is going to be increasingly difficult to identify as a Christian in the workplace. Can you think of several legitimate ways you can be open about your faith? Thirdly, choose one of the biblical examples from R. Paul Stevens' excerpt. It could be Joseph or Esther or Nehemiah or Jonah or Paul. And make notes about he or she conducted himself or herself in the workplace and how he or she was faithful to God. Finally, what education or training would assist you as you seek to focus on the spiritual discipline of gospel working? 